Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My name is Richard Bliss, the host of Funding the Dream, and this is episode 68. Before we get going, let me, uh, I'd like to share something with you out there, that, that a couple of things I've found. One is kicksaver.com, excuse me, kicksaver.net. Take a look, go take a look at kicksaver.net. It's designed for a website for you to donate some money to help those projects that just need a little bit of help to get over that last hump on their way, kicksaver.net. The other one that you're probably familiar with if you listen to my show is KickTrack, K-I-C-K-T-R-A-Q.com. KickTrack.com receives a half a million visitors a month, all Kickstarter backers and uh, project owners, and it's a way for you to track your projects or the projects that you like. They're about to launch my track, which will allow you to have favorited all your projects and have them all in a single pane of glass that you can see all the projects you're backing. The reason I bring up KickTrack is because if you have a project and you would like to get some exposure, KickTrack is about to, is going into beta to offer advertising to projects who would like to get a little bit more exposure. Uh, this is kind of a new thing. They've never done that. And so I wanted to kind of give a shout out so that if you're interested and you have a project and you'd like to give it some exposure for a short time, a beta program is going to be launched. It involves paying money but it's a chance for you to get in front of 500,000 Kickstarter backers every month. So take a look. All right, now on to our guests. My guest on this show is kind of unique. Uh, this, this episode, my guest, um, they have, he, he has a Kickstarter project, but it's not your traditional Kickstarter project. It's not a game. It's not a movie. It's not, it's not anything that we've traditionally seen on Kickstarter. It's actually a... It's a, a site to do crowdfunding through crowdfunding. And my guest is Michael Greenberg, who's a PhD student, technology, social behavior at Northwestern. Michael, thank you for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me, Richard. What a fascinating topic. We are, you and I have talked quite a bit uh, before the show here, and this is a very interesting concept. You actually have a PhD uh, program that you're participating in at Northwestern to study the concept of crowdfunding. And on this show, we use Kickstarter and crowdfunding kind of intermixed, but tell me a little bit about kind of the, the idea behind that and uh, how you've kind of got – where you're going with this because this is kind of a new concept probably for most of my listeners. Mm -hmm. um, so I work – like I said, I'm a PhD student and I work in a traditional and academic research lab. And one of the things that we like to do um, in my field, I guess, is we like to ask broad questions about – uh, online communities. So in the case of crowdfunding communities, um, this is a new and emerging thing. There are so many people participating in it, but we like to ask very broad questions like, how do people learn to do, pod, uh, how do people learn to do crowdfunding? Um, how, what role does feedback play in crowdfunding campaigns? What motivates people to participate in these uh, communities as well as what leads to successes and failures in online crowdfunding as well? So in the process of Doing that, we have interviewed somewhere upwards of about 55 people who've participated. These are funders and backers. And one of the things that we've decided to do is, why don't we learn about crowdfunding by doing it ourselves? So that's why we're studying crowdfunding, and that's why we're running a campaign. So that's a good point. You actually have a campaign right now on Kickstarter uh, as of the recording of this show that's got a few days left, right? How many days are left on your show? I believe it's six. Uh, on your program. So you have six days left. Let's take a quick look here as I apologize. I usually have it up. And so you decided to, as part of the PhD program, hey, let's go launch this Kickstarter campaign. 
mm-hmm. and it's called called Go Crowd Fund, right? That is correct. So Go Crowd Fund, and it allows people then to go and see. Now, is all one word? Uh, go Crowd Fund is two words. Go. Oh, Crowd Fund is two words. All right, let me make sure. I put... Sorry, Crowd Fund is one word. Go. Right. I space put two words. You know, I there we go. Go Crowd Fund, and Crowd Fund is one word. And yes. so right now, uh, your project has got six days left, and you're at about. You're you're, uh, Michael. You're 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 not hitting your goal. That's true. We're we're at about twenty two percent. You're at about twenty two percent. You got six days to go. You got sixty three mm-hmm. backers. So t- tell me, because we had discussed this a little bit, your project had some unique challenges to it because the very nature of what you're doing, right? The uh, right. And so explain that to, to the listeners. One of the things that we did um, in the course of doing our research, we've basically identified three separate things that potential crowdfunding participants would need. And those are the outputs. Those are the three things that we've created for the project. That's a, it's a guide for potential uh, project creators, a guide for potential project backers, as well as a set of fun tools that we packaged into a poster form for people who are wanting to get started with crowdfunding. Um, so the, the problem that I think we've run into is that our audience is people who don't know that they want to participate yet. Um, our, our audience is those people who aren't yet on platforms like Kickstarter. So we've had difficulty reaching that audience that nobody knows how to reach yet. And, and one of the things about that you and I have already talked about and I've talked about on the show with many guests is mm-hmm. that when you get ready to launch a Kickstarter project, that's the very last piece of this process. Mm-hmm. And so usually before that, you've established a, a, a following, you've promoted it, you've told people it's coming, hey, get excited, we're about to launch. We just did a live launch on a, a project here just the other night um, through a webinar. But that's kind of counterintuitive of what you were trying to accomplish, right? Right. And so, like you said so aptly, uh, crowdfunding is a journey. It's, it's not about the launching of the campaign and uh, the shipping out of the rewards. It's about planning. Uh, it's about um, reward fulfillment in the end. It's about communication with people. It's about getting the idea out there even before you start. And a few of the people on our team have actually referred to it as running a crowdfunding campaign is a lot like running a mini MBA. You need to learn all of the things you learn in business school albeit probably on a smaller scale, but much quicker. You do. And then in your case, because you're actually researching and doing this research, the idea of going out and promoting your project to tell people to come to it and then try to objectively observe that behavior, right? You're mm-hmm. tainting your own research. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I would call it tainting my research, our research, but we're uh, – Maybe we're dabbling in muddy waters. Yeah, okay. And, that, and, that's, and that's one of the challenges that you guys have faced. It's interesting right. as you've gone through this process, um, people who are listening to the show are going to say, okay, um, what have you guys learned? What are some insights that you guys learned through this whole process of, of going through this PhD process and then launching this Kickstarter campaign? What advice do you pass on to, to listeners? Uh, first, let me, let me just back up in something you said about being an academic, which has been interesting. Um, is that as an academic, you, you typically, like you said, you, you, you want to be quiet. Um, if you want to study a community, the best way to study a community is not by jumping out into the center of it and saying, hey, I'm studying your community. Right. Uh, you, want to stand, you want to stand around the edges and observe. This is how traditional ethnographers go in and study communities that they're unfamiliar with. Um, so one of the challenges that we've, we face definitely is 
not only studying, but now participating in the community without coming out and saying, hey, we're participating, tell us what it's like to participate. Because that would give a false impression as well. Um, but getting back to, to what we've learned, um, a lot of what we learned, actually, um, we discussed really quickly is the, these major pitfalls. And something that we've fallen into as well is the concept of having the audience. And I, I think this is something that you've discussed on the show before and we could discuss for hours on end, is the notion of identifying what, your, uh, what the size of your audience is, identifying the financial resources of your audience, and effectively mobilizing your audience. And what that means for an online community where resources or financial resources um, for you who are starting the project are very, very slim. So in the case of traditional business, um, if you want people, if you want eyeballs on your project, you just spend money. And people have, people, you know, you, you pay people, marketers, to come and get eyeballs onto your project. In the case of Kickstarter, um, or crowdfunding, for that matter, uh, you don't have that luxury because most likely, if you're one of the smaller projects, you don't have the capital that's, to start doing marketing. And I laugh because that's why you're on Kickstarter is because you don't have any money, right? Yes. I, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the, it's ironic, but yes, you're right. Yeah. So, so one of the key takeaways is definitely Kickstarter is not a magical place where you go and people fund your dreams. Kickstarter is a, is a place where you can get people to help you fund your dreams, but you need to get those people there. You need to mobilize them. So if, if I were giving advice to a potential starter, a project starter in the future, I would say, be prepared to mobilize your audience. Be prepared to know your audience and mobilize them. Yeah, I, I say that, uh, that Kickstarter really is a method of monetizing your fan base. Mm -hmm. And your fan base doesn't necessarily have to be real fans. It can be a loose fan, some of them you've never met. It, because during the project, if you're doing a documentary about a particular topic, you can find new fans who believe that that topic is important. And then they want to see that topic brought to life. So then they become right. fans and they, it's a process of monetization. But mm -hmm. this crowdfunding is really – because you've studied – community building or social mm -hmm. behavior in the community, crowdfunding is a very different dynamic. Is that correct? Yes, it's a very different dynamic. Um, unlike in certain types of online communities where you have different, uh, more less quantifiable forms of resource exchange, like uh, information or experience, in the case of crowdfunding, you have this all mixed in with monetary exchange as well, which is something I believe that you know, when you talk with Seth Godin, he talked at length about. He did. That, that when, you start, when you start throwing money into the equation, suddenly everything becomes murkier. And, and although we are definitely a, a society that's way more apt to spend money online these days, um, uh, it's still kind of, a, like you said, a, a social taboo to spend uh, – sorry, to, to, to ask your friends for money. And it becomes almost a popularity contest with money in some senses of the word. Well, yeah, because you have to – strike a balance that says, I'm asking for money. And then the question is, well, why? Mm -hmm. Well, I need the money. Well, why? Because I don't have any. Why? And we, right? And those, are very, those become very awkward questions simply with the question of why. And you find yourself going deeper and deeper into your personal life. You're like, well, I'm not really sure I wanted to share all that information. And so it's a tradition, you know, the whole keeping up with the Joneses. There's so much part of us that says, well, I'm going to project this, this, this persona of I don't need the money. 
Well, then now you're trying to raise money by projecting a persona that says, I don't need it. Oh, it, it does. It becomes very confusing for people if they tie their personal worth to the, the money idea. And that's, that's what I've encountered. Right. I'm really interested in, in – because you've talked to a lot of different people, uh, a lot of different mm-hmm. projects. Um, across all different uh, categories of projects then? Yes. We and how, sampled evenly. And how – are there distinct differences between the different uh, categories that you observed? Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say there are distinct differences. Um, in fact, in many senses, uh, everyone is pretty much in the same boat, right? Um, everyone who does crowdfunding goes through the same journey from start to finish. Um, and one of the things that we learned and one of the reasons why we actually launched the campaign, not only to, to learn about crowdfunding, but also to get some information that we learned out there, is that everybody goes through these same stages, but there is no sort of, there is no home for the crowd. Uh, the community of crowdfunders has no home where people can go to to learn about crowdfunding. Now, for example, your podcast is a fantastic area where people can go and hear the stories of, of individuals. Um, what we're trying to do is along that same vein, but slightly different, is that we've compiled 40 or so, or sorry, 50 or so interviews into a guidebook. Here's, you know, here's the stories of 50 or so people. Here's what they succeeded with, here's what they failed with, and here's what you could potentially learn from that. So that's what we're positioning there um, for our project is we've learned a lot. We want to give it back to the community. We don't want to take it away from the community and put it into an academic paper. Well, we will put it in an academic paper, but in addition to that, we want to give it back to the community. So we're, we're raising the money. Um, the money was, uh, is going to go towards, uh, visual communication, uh, the printing of the tools and the distribution of the tools as well. Uh, success or failure, the tool, the, what we've created is going to go out. Um, either way, we're going to put it up uh, for free, all of it, on gocrowdfund.com. But if you want to back us, hopefully we can raise the money to create physical copies and pay for some really some good visual communication as well. And, uh, and again, you, um, you're, it's called Go Crowdfund. Gocrowdfund.com is the, the URL. The mm-hmm. Twitter handle is... Go Crowdfund on Facebook as well. Go Crowdfund. Yep. And uh, so a little bit of interest here. As you came into this, how long have you been working on this project? Uh, the team has been working on it for about a year, and I've been on it for about six months now. I mean, do you, do you wake up in the morning one day and just say, you know what, I think I'll go get a PhD on, on Kickstarter? <laughs> uh, I had no intentions of getting a PhD on Kickstarter. Um, it just kind of happens that I'm incredibly interested in technological systems and how they change human behavior and how we adapt our, oh, sorry, how our, how our behavior is shaped by these systems. Um, so that's what I decided to get my PhD on. Um, Kickstarter just happens to be my, I don't know, my, my project these days. I, Okay, so I, I have four years to go, and uh, we'll, we'll see where that takes me. We'll we'll, okay, so let's ask some questions that I get asked a lot. Let's see. Um, okay, great. Um, is Kickstarter a bubble? <laughs> uh, that is a good question. Uh, I've talked to people who think that it is. I've talked to people who think that it isn't. Um, I think. I think maybe maybe Kickstarter is a bit overinflated currently. But I don't think it's a bubble in the sense that it's going to pop and it's going to disappear. I do think Kickstarter is here, or sorry, crowdfunding is here for the long run. 
Right. Oh, um, and, and in fact, we, we've been using Kickstarter, a very valid point. We're talking about crowdfunding. So is crowdfunding a bubble? And is crowdfunding going to go away? Right. No, crowdfunding is not going to go away. Crowdfunding has been happening for years. Uh, if you pass the hat at church, you're doing crowdfunding. Um, oh, online hey, crowdfunding. I, I like that analogy. I have not heard that one, and that is a perfect analogy. Um, so crowdfunding has been around forever. You, you've seen giant thermometers on the side of churches and the sure. side of community centers that were crowdfunding to build the new playground. Crowdfunding's totally here to stay. It's always going to happen. Um, online crowdfunding, I believe, is actually here to stay as well. Um, it is definitely hyped up at this point to the point where major tech publications are publishing you know, multiple stories a day about Kickstarter projects. Uh, you don't see a lot of publications going on about churches that want to build new playgrounds. Uh, perhaps it's a little overinflated. I don't think it's a bubble. I don't think it's going to pop. Um, can it sustain its current rate of growth? That's a very good question. That's a, probably a better question for an economist than a Well, we'll see because its growth has been uh, phenomenal. Uh, last year they had $100 million in funding. About $50 million of, the, of that succeeded so far this year, Pebble alone did $10 million, right? Uh, right. 20% of all their successful funding last year. And, and you are 100% correct. It is a phenomenon. Um, and that's why it's so exciting to study it right now um, is because we, we got into this project a year ago. And if you look at where crowdfunding was a year ago as opposed to today and hopefully where it will be in a year, uh, it's an online community in flux. And there, there's no better online community to study than one that is actively changing and actively developing. Oh, and it is. And on my show, most of my listeners know, I cover most of the time the board game space. And a year ago, the top board game, let's see, we're in July, had raised about – $15,000. And that was a good project. If you crossed the $20,000 mark, wow, that was just amazing. Now, if you hit the $20,000 mark, people think, oh, what was wrong with your project? How come you couldn't raise more money? You only got 600 backers. You know, what's, what's wrong there? Yeah, it's, it's totally changed. It's totally changed. And, it's, and the novelty's starting to wear off a little bit, but how many people do you talk to who have never heard of crowdfunding or Kickstarter? You know, I've talked to a surprising number of people who have not heard of it, um, but that number decreases every single day. Um, it does. It, it's actually kind of surprising to me how how even some of my younger friends who I consider to be very technically active uh, haven't heard of it. But that, to me, doesn't present a negative. No, um, quite because the opposite. Because markets are all about growth. That's right. That just and tells if you a lot of people haven't heard about it, then you have lots of room for growth. You have lots of room for growth. Well, Michael, I certainly appreciate you uh, taking the time to be on the show. Um, uh, with six days left, hopefully we can uh, get you a little bit of love out there so uh, people can take a look at it. It's called Go Crowdfund. Go Crowdfund. Two words, go, one word, and crowdfund is the other. I certainly appreciate uh, you being on the show. And, uh, well, thank you for having me. Oh, it's been my pleasure. We've had a great time talking. You have been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. This has been episode 68. I am Richard Bliss, the host. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you've been inspired. Take care.